0: Well, hey there, uh, Adam and Andy stands. Uh, we're back for another bonus episode. Uh, this is a special episode from our sister podcast, The Feminine Mistake Podcast, uh, which uh, was the show that gave life, gave birth, gave inspiration to the Adam and Andy podcast. Um, we uh, recently on that show, uh, which uh, your co-host Sarah and myself uh, have been doing that show for about four seasons. Uh, recently on that show we did uh, the movie Palm Springs in a two part episode and uh, last week we put up the first part and here is the second part featuring a lengthy discussion also about uh, what Adam Driver films I am watching to get myself through quarantine. So um, enjoy this episode Uh, we will be providing you with a new Adam and Andy episode very soon. Let's see I believe That episode is coming out on September 9th. So Wednesday, uh, September 9th, uh, you will have a brand new episode of Adam and Andy. Uh, We will be watching the Andy Samberg, Adam Sandler flick. That's my boy. So that's going to be coming at you soon. For now, I wanted to give you this little uh, tasty treat, which is Sarah and myself talking about the Andy Samberg movie, Palm Springs. Uh, some good news for you guys. Uh, we've got, uh, we are now on Spotify as well as Apple podcasts and Stitcher. So you can find us on all of those things. And, uh, if you want to gaze at some photos and memes and other fun stuff, uh, about our two favorite dudes, uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at Adam Andy Pod. Uh, so enjoy this episode, this bonus episode on uh, Palm Springs. It's happening. It's all happening. Do you remember that movie, Almost Famous? Have you ever seen Almost Famous? I think I have, but I forget. It's all it. happening. That's what I always think about. That's uh, that was our introduction to Kate. Uh, what's her name? Goldie Kate. daughter. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. She was so good in that movie. Uh, I don't know who her agent is, but she did not pick some great movie choices after that. Uh, I think she's a fantastically talented actress, but I have to say Fool's Gold was a shit movie. Have you ever seen Fool's Gold? I saw it on a plane. It was her mm. and Matthew McConaughey. Ooh. Uh, look. Hey, is it McConaughey that you don't like, or is it a McConaughey that you have a problem with? Uh, I, you know, I liked
1: him in co- Contact, and that's pretty much it.
0: You know, I, I, I like him in Dazed and Confused. Yeah, He's good yeah. In that. yeah. Uh, he was good in Con. Wasn't he in uh, Interstellar? He was good in Interstellar. He was good in Interstellar. I, was he was he in Interstellar. Was good. I didn't see Dallas Buyers Club. He was good in that too. Yeah. He seems a bit, he has a bit of a creepy uncle quality. Yeah. I'm like saying that like
1: I saw him differently in Contact. Like he, this mm-hmm. was bef- this was the McConaughey bef- of my childhood before I knew more about him. The McConaughey
0: of your innocence. The McConaughey of my innocence. The innocent McConaughey. <laughs> I'm naming this episode McConaughey of my innocence. That is happening. Okay. Uh, I don't know. How we got off this topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Fool's Gold on a plane on my honeymoon. Ooh. To Hawaii. Oh don't feel bad for me it didn't ruin my honeymoon or anything <laughs> but it was not a good movie it was like movies you know a movies bad and i i feel like jerry seinfeld right now what's the deal with movies on planes if you watch a movie on a plane and you're mad that you watch that movie when you have literally nothing else to do and you're like i wish i had slept then you know that's like that film sucks
1: yeah i you know watched what I mean? aquaman on my way back from chi- 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 china
0: Ooh, wasn't good I watched
1: it because I wanted to see that actor. What's his face? Um,
0: uh yes, Drogo. I so Droga, Drogo, Khal Drogo. Yes. Um, why am I so Jerry? Mm. Geri- why am I so geriatric that I can't remember anyone's names? What's his name? Again? I know. I can see him in my face. I can see him in my face. Uh, Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. I know it was an M word. Abs Momoa. He, that man can wear a pink velvet tux. I was going to say, that man can wear me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast, a podcast that appreciates Jason Momoa. Yes. Um, we talk about movies... Uh, movies of the past, movies of the present, movies of the future, movies that you've watched today, and then on a loop, on an infinite time loop. Infinite loop. Infinite loop. And we talk about the women, the female characters in those movies, uh, how female characters are written and portrayed. Do they have any depth? Do they have any dimension? Do they speak to other women in the movie? These are the kinds of questions we ask ourselves uh, as well as the eternal question, when did Andy Samberg get so hot? He was always hot. That's
1: he was Sarah's, hot.
0: That's Sarah's theory. Back
1: when they were doing Lonely Island before SNL. Lazy
0: Sunday Andy
1: Samberg? Yes. Back when they were doing Kablamo. I mean, it was cute. It was like buddy cute. I know, but, but I was a kid. I was, I was like in high, high, high school when he started on uh, SNL.
0: God, I'm so old. Um, how, when was that? Was it in the 90s? Mm-hmm. 2000s. 2000s. Okay. I was That was in my 20s. It was a fuzzy time. That was a fuzzy time for me. Um, Sarah. Yes. What have you been watching in quarantine? Um, We've determined that you have pulled yourself out of the true crime pit. Mm-hmm. What else have you been watching? So other than Pose and Dear
1: White Pete People? Mm-hmm. I tried watching. She's got a ha- 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 habit. Ooh,
0: that's a good
1: I um, not Spike the Lee. film, not the Spike Lee film, but the Spike Lee oh, the show, show. Also Is by Spike
0: Lee. Called? Oh, I realized. Yes, didn't realize he also well, wrote he and
1: directed the, the, the show.
0: Wow, I did not know that. I know I knew he was the executive producer, but I did not. I was no, not he aware. wrote and directed the show. He wrote and
1: directed every episode
0: she's got to have it was his breakout movie when that, ca- when that film came out, that was his breakout movie.
1: So I could just watch the first two episodes on episode two. I was like, I like started crying because it was, it's all about re- re- relationships.
0: Yes. Which the movie was about as well.
1: Yeah. It was good. It was just,
0: yeah. You just, you're like, I can't do this. right I can't
1: now. do relationships right now. Yeah.
0: Got it. Yes. But it was good. Okay. But so you would recommend it, but not if yes. you're, not if you're healing,
1: not if you're he- he- healing. Um, but um, what else? Let's see if there's anything else. I mean, Palm Springs was something I watched recently that I just loved.
0: <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough, we're going to be talking about that. So that's convenient. Uh, anything else that you can recommend or think? What have you been doing in quarantine?
1: Um, All that I do we're writing is I write and I mm-hmm. work
0: in this room where behind me is one third which, of
1: my clothes,
0: which looks like Again, your it looks like Project Runway is Project happening Runway. back there. Yes, I mean your produ- the production design of your background. Those of you guys who listen to who long time listeners to the show, we have started also pus- putting up a vidcast of this because we're recording uh virtually. You know, we're we're recording from our homes because of quarantine. So we're recording the audio and the video over Zoom. While we're recording the audio on ZenCaster, you don't care. You the don't Point care. is, you don't care. The point is, you can now listen with your ears and watch with your eyes if you'd like to. Uh, we I put up episodes of the show on YouTube where you can actually see us in our natural habitats. Sarah's looks amazing and cute. And I am in a fucking shithole. I have there are boxes behind me. Those, okay, so my husband. Stop me if you've heard this one. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but my husband, those are his 3D printers. He's got two of them stacked up over there behind me. Um, And uh, there's a bug in my fucking office. Get away from me, bug. Um, So my office is a garage that we have converted into an office because I live in uh, in Decatur in Atlanta, Georgia, and we cannot afford a house that has enough rooms for me to have an office
1: Her her address <laughs> is 83. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: uh, that's not even close. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, it, I basically, this is my dorm room basically. Anyway. Uh, so there's some, I share this office with my husband. There's uh some 3d printers back there and all those boxes are boxes that are full of plastic things that he printed with his 3d printer for, it's like a mask, like a, like a mask for healthcare workers that you can slide a filter in. Nice. And he made a bunch of them because I think he just wanted to help mm-hmm. because that's, that's the, that's the kind of heart that he has. He just wanted to help, but he did not know. Now he doesn't know where to send these fucking masks. They're basically like a plastic uh, thing. And he did a lot of research on it. He even put like uh like a soft thing under like a soft rubber or whatever underneath it. So you could wear it all day. Uh, plastic, uh, you know, like a elastic and you can put a reusable filter, like a PPE filter or whatever the fuck it is that you need to put in there. And he did a lot of tests and they're really great masks, but he doesn't know where to send them. And so now I've just got these fucking boxes. So uh, those of you listening to the show, if you know where my husband can fucking ship these masks, healthcare workers, teachers, any organization that'll take these, please, for the love of God, send me an email at femininemistakepodcast at gmail.com or private message me. You can direct. Or you can you can DM me on Twitter uh, at Feminine Mistake Pod at Mistake Pod or Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod. Where the fuck can I send these masks? Please help me. And that's please help her. Same. Please please help me. I have boxes of masks that are just surrounding me, and and we don't know where to send them. I've been rewatching Fringe. Uh, that's what I've been doing. I finished my rewatch of Girls. Yes uh still upset about Adam and Jessa yeah. I'm still not over it yeah. I like it's it's 10 kinds of wrong yes um very wrong I do think my head is is that they break up shortly after that show ends mm-hmm. mostly because of that episode where he gets back together with Hannah for a day and he's mm-hmm. like And Hannah's like, "What about Jessa?" And he's like, "Oh, she's she'll leave me in four months. She'll leave me in like two months, anyways." And I'm like, "That's a relationship that's not going to survive." Um. Anyway, I'm still upset. I feel like Adam. I feel like Adam Sackler deserved better. (laughs) Um. Which is saying something, since he didn't deserve a lot. I I actually have a soft spot in my heart for Adam Sackler. He. But he is you know what? Honestly, I feel like once he got together with Jessa, they like brought the worst out in each other. I don't know how this transformed into me talking about my girls rewatch, but it did. Uh, maybe I should hold on to this for when we do our Andy Andy and Andy and Adam podcast where we only watch movies. God, I would love that. Oh, my God. Don't make me. All right. Are, well, hold on they... to those thoughts. If you want to know what I think about Adam Sackler, you just wait till our upcoming podcast that we will have ab- we will be doing adam and andy a podcast where we only watch adam's Adam driver and andy sandberg movies are they ever
1: in a mo- mo- movie together
0: no not that no. i know of no he, adam driver does the serious yeah. and andy sandberg does the silly That's i don't true. know if those two worlds are gonna meet yeah no. soon. although tina fey and adam driver were in a movie this is Maybe if we
1: it. start the podcast, we can petition for them to Maybe make a movie together.
0: I'm sure they'll listen to it for sure. And then they'll be like, you know what? We should do a movie together. There's obviously a chemistry, an untapped chemistry here. They're and both, then the world will both, explode from their combined hotness. They're both hot,
1: but they're both slightly odd looking too.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a niche. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Adam Driver, I... You know I've been watching Adam Driver movies, right? Yeah. In quarantine, due to my quarantine thirst. Yes. So the next two that I've watched since we last recorded were Patterson, uh, which was uh, which is written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. Enjoyed that a lot. Uh, about a bus driver who writes poetry. You'd like it. Check it out. Also, Patterson. it's a very like slice of life, which uh, uh, Jim Jarmusch is great at. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, also what I really liked about it, uh, is it's about artists making art out of everyday life. It's not about an artist who is a published author or who is getting a lot of attention at like made a film and sent it to Sundance and blah, blah, blah. It's about your everyday person who is making art in real life. And they're not making that art because anybody's paying them to do it or because it's getting them any kind of recognition. They're just making it because they need to, because it's part of them. And it it is something they need to do because it's just part of their soul makeup. And it's not just Adam Driver's character, but there are other people in the movie you see also making art out of life. Anyway, it's a it's a really sweet, beautiful film. It's not too... Uh, heavy emotionally, so I think it would be a good one to watch right now if you can't handle a lot of heavy feelings. Uh, so I can recommend that. I also I started watching the report, which oh yeah no uh, I haven't seen it. I don't think I'm going to finish it. Uh, look, it's about something important. It's about the uh, someone who uh, uh, who was investigating uh, the U.S.'s use of torture at Guantanamo Bay, and. It is not a movie you want to watch before bedtime. Mm. It was a little too much for me right now in my fragile quarantine emotional state. So I was like, you know what? Even with Adam driver in this movie, I'm going to have to pass. I watched like the first 30 minutes. And then I was like,
1: mm, I saw a doc. Mind. I saw a doc about Guantanamo Bay back in the early 2000s th- th- that had like f- f- footage and pictures and stuff that i was like traumatized
0: nope, nope. no thank you yeah. i'll pass i'm gonna yeah. pass on that i'm gonna take a big hard pass
1: i just remembered something else i watched recently that i wanted Ooh. to bring up um yes. your your euro vision the um, whatever um, Have you how seen was it?
0: it no so it's it-
1: written by will Farrell. Oh. um and oh. i would say that it feels like one of the films that he's been in except it is very uh, gentle and it's, it's gentle. It, it doesn't have any sharp biting edge. It's very mm. like sweet and I I enjoyed it like it was it didn't have a lot of co- conflict. Okay, a little bit of conflict, which is
0: what we need right now in yeah. quarantine. I feel like there's enough conflict happening outside of us,
1: and the what conflict there is is like okay, it's like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character that in Blades of Glory, it's very similar to Blades of Glory in the plot, which, by the way, I loved. I love Blades of Glory. It's however, ridiculous, but I loved it. However, this one is more. Night, like, sweet, sweeter, more heartfelt than Blades Mm -hmm. of Glory, but it's very similar in the Mm -hmm. structure. And there's a character who in Blades of Glory was like the villain, and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's a villain. There's a character Mm -hmm. in this one that seems like he would be the villain, but he ends Mm -hmm. up not being bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. I think that Will Ferrell is not, like, ri- riding is not his strong suit. Mm-hmm. But it was a very easy film to watch. And I enjoyed enjoy, it. It went boarded. down easy.
0: Yes. Uh, do you know anything about Eurovision?
1: I don't. But I heard, one of my friends posted about it on Facebook saying that it was very, uh, a good rep- representation of it. I forget who that was.
0: So years ago, uh, I ha- my best friend in college and roommate for many years uh, went to school in Scotland. And at one time, myself and Chris and some other people went to Scotland uh, to visit, and uh, we spent some time with her roommates, and they were obsessed with Eurovision, and it is like a the biggest music competition show in the world, I think. And it's all these different international acts competing. And some of it is very flashy and surreal and people are just like obsessed with it. And so I got to see a little bit of Eurovision. This was early 2000, maybe 2005. So it was about 15 years ago. Uh, so uh, I'd be interested to watch it for, for that reason. Yeah, but... you
1: should. Like the the musical acts that they like, mm-hmm. that are fake in the film mm-hmm. are hilarious. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm going to put that on my list. It's a I'm nice, on my it's, list. A, it's a feel good. I need a feel good. I, I'm only taking feel good recommendations right now. Yeah. I'm not taking any feel bads. I because... would say, how
1: old is Will Ferrell? Like they, mm-hmm. like in this role, he's supposed to be like- Middle aged, but he seems mm. like he's 60 or so. so something.
0: Well, let's look this up. Let's look this up right now. How old? Ask Siri. You've got, you've
1: got, you've got, I don't uh, have, I don't have Siri, Siri. You
0: don't have Siri? You've got that fancy ass. Yeah, but I don't, because Siri
1: hears you. Siri, okay, Siri so is saying- always listening for Siri. Okay,
0: he so is. So you've turned off Siri.
1: Yes, he's 53.
0: 53. Well, he's still middle-aged. He's like 10 years, a little more over the 10 years older than me. How old is Rachel McAdams? Oh, I promise you she's at least 10 or 15 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. Because, she's like I 41. said... 41. Well, I'm glad that she's at least getting some... I. I was she the romantic lead in this yes. movie? Yes. Okay, well, good. Because my complaint, my own one complaint about Uh, Palm Springs was uh, the age gap. Uh, Not because I don't like the actor, the actress, say her name again. Kristen Milioti. Kristen Milioti. Not because I don't like her or think she's fabulous, but because so often older men are, men are paired in these movies with women that are, anyway, we'll get into in the show you'll hear in the episode, but uh, I, I had a problem with that. Not because I have a problem with age gaps, but because Hollywood constantly casts women who are 10 or 15 years younger than the male lead. And it's just fucking drives me crazy. 40 something year old women are hot and interesting too. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Um, well, that is a good recommendation. Uh, I will definitely take that under advisement and I love Will Ferrell. So, uh, and I love I'm very too. interested in your, he's, he Oh, it love.
1: also has um, he, the person who places dad is, What's his face? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't
0: remember anyone. No, hold on. We've completely lost the ability to remember actors' names. He's he was a James Bond.
1: Pierce Brosnan. Pierce
0: Brosnan faced his Brosnan. dad.
1: Oh, oh, oh oh, wow. oh, 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 oh! The best. They're fact. Probably not that they, much different age. They all have Icelandic accents. Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, and Pierce Ooh. Brosnan all okay.
0: have Icelandic accents. It's amazing. Okay, all right. Well, you've got me. You've got me there. Uh, shall we talk about Palm Springs? Let's do it. So this month on the show, we're talking about Palm Springs. And it's a new movie. It's on Hulu. Uh, you can watch it right now. Uh, apparently, it is one of the... Uh, well, according to Hulu, it broke records for how many people watched it. I mean, this is a fucking phenomenon, you guys. This uh, the world of film distribution. Uh, for those of you guys who are interested in this, and if you're listening to a podcast about movies, I'm gonna guess that you have some interest in the in film. Um, the movie industry has been really teetering on the edge of like what are we going to do uh with distribution uh theatrical people are still going to the movie theaters but the money making from theatrical has changed dvd sales are still happening but not what they once were because a lot of people are not buying physical media anymore and now you've got all the streaming stuff and people are binging shows and binging movies and there's uh and people and and the babies basically the studios are trying to figure out and independent filmmakers are trying to figure out how do i make money back from my movie in this environment and because people aren't going to theaters uh, because there are theaters that are not even requiring masks. And I'm, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to go sit in a dark theater right now as much as I desperately want to, because I love going to the movie theater. I'm not going to do that right now during a pandemic. That's fucking crazy. Uh, So of course, a lot of these movies are being released uh, digitally as a digital premiere, Palm Springs, Uh, I haven't watched The King of Staten Island, which is the uh, Pete Davidson, Judd Apatow flick that came out on streaming. Uh, So maybe that might be one to add to your list. Uh, Trolls World Tour, uh, which my kids have watched. I've paid for that movie at least five times just to get my kids to fucking calm the fuck down to find they wanted to watch troll 2. i
1: tried to search for that movie i t- typed in trolls two and i was brought to troll two troll wait trolls two which is oh and you should watch movie. that
0: also you should also watch that it's fucking bananas that movie is fucking insane
1: is there a trolls one
0: uh yes but trolls two is better because it's fucking crazy there's actually a documentary about it as well which if you don't want to watch the movie at least watch the documentary uh trolls 2 is fucking crazy the original trolls 2 from like the 80s it's so bad in the best way
1: what is it about i'm sorry we don't have to talk about this if, if we don't have time but like this
0: welcome to the feminine mistake podcast this is the podcast about trolls trolls movies of all kinds uh no it's i can't tell you what it's about because it's so fucking absurd it's about evil trolls that okay. fucking murder people oh and turn them into plants and other shit oh. it's crazy it's fucking crazy you gotta watch it Okay. Uh, maybe we'll watch it uh, maybe we could watch it on one of our socially distant hangs when we sit really far apart and wear masks I'd watch it again it was fucking crazy Trolls I can't two. even tell you what it was about Trolls 2 um, but what I was getting at is that this movie uh, is a part of that sort of like on- online primarily distri- distribution model that has sort of come out of necessity uh, in this quarantine Should we release it in theaters? Should we release it online? Christopher Nolan is like, fuck you. I'm releasing Tenet in theaters or I'm not releasing at all. A lot of movies have postponed releases to 2021. Uh, We might see a gap in content at some point since a lot of these uh, shows and movies have had to pause production due to the pandemic. Anyway, uh, Palm Springs. It's a movie. It's new. It's on Hulu. It's fucking great. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, go watch it before you listen to us talk about it so that we can all do this together as we were meant to. Mm. Sit around the sit around the campfire and drink a cup of hot cocoa and eat some mushrooms and watch Dinosaurs while we talk about Palm Springs. Yes. So let's get into it.
1: The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total
0: bitch ever since you came to New York.
1: You seem
0: sort of distant. Let's just do it, man.
1: You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right. Let's get
0: into it. Uh, Then she decides that, well, so also she's been telling him this whole time that he has to do something about Roy. Mm-hmm. And Niles's point of view is just like, I'm just going to let him kill me. It's not a big deal. I don't want to deal with it. He obviously doesn't want to confront. He's not a guy that wants to confront things. No. And maybe, I don't think he likes being murdered but it does seem like it does seem like he misses roy when he's gone mhm like there's something about the relationship of somebody else being there who knows what's happening that he misses so i don't think he wants roy to go away i don't think he wants him to be murdering him but he definitely seems like he misses him once he he stops would rather be to-
1: killed by roy than kill roy
0: yes Absolutely. Um, or he'd rather be killed by Roy than be alone. I think. Yes. I think yes. that's part of it. Uh, yeah. But also
1: I, I found that interesting when um, it was that scene when he was like, yeah, like we all die and like, or we all like w- wake up on the same day, but we have to live with what we do here. Like you can't yeah. just kill people. Like you have to live with that.
0: Pain right. is real. Pain is real. Exactly. Exactly death is not real but pain is real and he mm-hmm. and and that's feels i think to her like an attack on her because what he's saying is what we do to other people matters and she what she's thinking is what she's thinking is her, about her sister mm-hmm. which he doesn't yeah. know that information
1: I also what is on my list is something that is gets repeated again and again is it's all me 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 meaningless yeah and I think that all of the notes I have that we'll get to are about this is like a metaphor for life like it what, is a very
0: bleak metaphor yeah for life it feels like I think the uh, yes and I wanted I want to circle back to that but yes there is a metaphor here that every day is the same nothing we do matters. So we just have to learn to accept that. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the yeah. philosophy, which yeah. is a bit how it feels like in quarantine, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing I do means anything because I'm just going to wake up in my house. And if I want to talk to my friend, it's going to be on a conference call over Zoom. Um, so let me get back to what goes on outside. So she rams Roy with the car. Another mm-hmm. cop shows up. Niles gets tased. <laughs> I love how she's like, what are you going to do, cop? <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's like, "Ooh, I'm touching your bike. I'm touching your bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, Poor Niles. I know. Poor Niles. But this is something I think we really need to talk about because this is a big fucking fucked up thing that he does. So they're talking about how nothing matter or he, he's talking about how what we do matters to people. Yeah. And then she says she's she's lashing out at him because she's yeah. hurt. By what he said. He doesn't realize that he said something that is triggering to her. Yeah. And she basically says, like, if I had known that I would be stuck in it a- for eternity with you, I never would have gone into that cave. Uh, because she says, I went into that cave because I liked you and I was worried about you. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't have fucked you. Right. And then yeah. he says like we fucked like a thousand times. Right. We gotta talk about this. <laughs> So Chris and I had a very interesting com- conversation. That was reminiscent of our conversation about overboard. Ah, uh, is it rape? Is it not? Yeah. Yes, uh, Chris believes that if you have sex with someone in a way that is manipulative, and they don't know what they're doing, that that is rapey. That's what he mm-hmm. said. Okay. So let's talk about that because it's not quite the same thing as overboard. But mm-hmm. it is deception. I'm deception, not going to yeah. say it's... I wouldn't call it rape or assault. But I do think it's... There's something up It's deception. coercion. There's an aspect of coercion here. I think. I don't know. What do you is think? Is there coercion or is it just he didn't give her all the facts? But think about this. He's learning all this stuff about her to say the right thing to get her to sleep with him. And That's she true. doesn't have any idea. And especially... Well, after they've gotten to know each other okay so i think that
1: when he's in the loop with her and she doesn't know sh- sh- like he's in the loop then yes it is rape- rapey but then after they i again start i don't talking,
0: my husband was very adamant that he found he was like this is it's assault like it's like assault or rape and i was like uh, uh i wouldn't go that far but it's definitely coercion and manipulation so I just want to clear that up that I don't my perspective this is just my point of view other people may feel differently it feels like coercion which is on the scale of the rape scale well maybe we should define consent and non-consent actually I think it's more because there's a scale there where there's violent non-consent right Mm -hmm. and then as we get closer move further away from that coercion or manipulation where you're tricking someone into having sex with you is still on the wrong on the, on the spectrum of non-consent, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that, do you think like, would you be upset if you knew that Chris had slept with you a thousand times and then hadn't told you that he had? But you had consented those thousand 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 times. Like I'm trying to like wrap my
0: head around like I think I would have reacted like I would felt I would have felt betrayed. She feels betrayed indeed. and rightly so. Yeah. I mean it's not just that he did like in the loop it makes sense because she's never gonna remember him. And yeah. I think if it were me, then I would be like, Yeah, if I'm if I'm stuck in a time loop for an eternity and I'm just trying to do something that feels good. I mean, his night is awful at that wedding. He's with a girl who hates him. No one who cheats on him. No one who cheats on him. Who he catches cheating. I don't know when in the time loop he finds out that she's cheating on him, but she is flagrantly cheating on him with the weird officiant guy in the weird cowboy outfit. Yeah, he is lonely. He. No one at the wedding gives a shit about him. They can't even remember his name. They just call him Misty's boyfriend. Misty, that's her name. Yeah. Uh, they just call him Misty's boyfriend. They don't even know his name. No one cares.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I think that I would, if I was in his situation, try to find somebody who I could connect with intimately or have sex with or whatever, just to feel good. But then once they're in the time loop, what's fucked up is that he doesn't tell her. And I get yeah. why he doesn't. Because he's yeah, in love no. with her. Yeah,
1: no, I just um
0: And he doesn't just want to ruin had it that I just had that thought where it's like
1: he um when she asked him like have we have we had sex and he's like He says you know, not, to my, not, not to not that I can recall. Not that I can recall. And I first feel time like- I saw it the first time I saw it, I was like, hmm Exactly. He if if she was willing to have sex with him that first night, mm-hmm. she would have definitely had sex with him again. Like several like they would have
0: this happened before i think when when he when he says not that i can recall chris and i were immediately like they he's had sex with her i did not think he had had sex with her thousands of (laughs) times that was a shock uh i thought that maybe he maybe once or twice i did not think that they had done it that to me indicates that he went back over and over and over again because he liked being with her he could have just for the fun of it went through and tried to sleep with everybody in the wedding party, including grandma. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't, he has yeah. sex with that person thousands yes. of times because and, he loves her yeah. and he wants to yeah. be with her for real. And he yeah. just won't admit it to himself. But, yeah. uh, I get why he doesn't tell her, but it's still really, that's he, a huge breach of trust. Yeah. He doesn't want to
1: talk about, he doesn't want to expose himself. Cause then, mm-hmm. then she would ask,
0: why have we slept together a thousand times like why here's what i'll say first of all if i was sitting at a table having a burrito with somebody and i said have we had sex before and they said not that i can recall i'd be like hold up did we or didn't we yeah it's a yes or no question (laughs) yes try to recall a little harder i would have pressed the issue but you know that's true narratively she didn't press maybe she didn't want to know yeah she's not stupid so
1: but if i were her and i thought oh yeah i was gonna have sex with him that first night before he got shot with an arrow Mm -hmm. i must have wanted to do that before yeah but that's such a huge breach
0: of trust that maybe she just didn't even want to acknowledge it i mean yeah yeah um so it's tough because that's messed up but also i get it I get why he didn't want to tell her, but it is mm-hmm. reasonable that she would then spend three years learning quantum mechanics and get it and not being around him because, well, she's it's, there's multiple layers of what's going on here. She's upset about him lying to her and she's upset about her situation. She doesn't want to be stuck. Sleep, waking up to her, the worst mistake she's ever made every morning. She doesn't want that yeah so all right what else you got on your list um so
1: an, an uh, another hearkening back to the whole movie is a, a metaphor of life is when jk S- 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 simon says there's not, not nothing worse than going through the shit alone
0: yeah i think that if there's a thesis of this movie is that life is meaningless I don't think that's the thesis. I think the thesis thesis is is, every day, every day is the same, and nothing we do really matters unless, uh, but, but what is what does matter is who you're with. That's you don't think so? I don't think it's that bleak. I think it's, um, maybe it's just because I'm stuck in quarantine. I
1: think it's you can believe that life is meaningless, but it's not, you can choose to make life meet me 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 meaningful if you make the decision to get up and make each day different and Which make the decision what they did to get and they were together to get out of the loop yeah to work to get yourself out of the loop and okay, take someone fair. with you that's fair i i saw it in a more hopeful optimistic uh, you know way. what
0: i'm gonna take your i think i'm just i think my emotions are in a low place because of quarantine so i'm gonna take your hopeful vision uh I would like well. One thing I want to talk about really quickly, which is my tiny gripe with this movie. Okay, love the actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like as usual, they're like the movies are constantly casting a male lead that is like ten years older than the female lead. Like we can't have a woman in her forties. He's forty-one. Her four He's How forty-one. Is she? She's thirty-four.
1: Kristen? Yeah, she's not in her 40s.
0: She looks like she is. Oh, She is 34, and he's 41. Oh. Wow, she looks old. Whoa, I disagree. I actually was surprised that she was in her 30s. I thought she was maybe 30, maybe 28, 29. I thought she was his age. That's interesting. Anyway, my little gripe is just that I feel like women that are like Andy Samberg is 41 and is uh romantically in this movie and I don't think that the same uh courtesy is afforded to women in their 40s yeah that's and so that's my gripe because what for if you had put two 41 year old people in this movie it still would have been romantic
1: yeah that's true I don't know I feel like Andy looks y- y- younger than sh- than he is and she looks older than she is, so they look like they're the they're same constantly age.
0: constantly talking about how he's older than all the other women in this movie, though. Like, his girlfriend yeah. is younger than him. They talk about that. Yeah. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's my tiny gripe, and I picked up on it right away, where I was like, okay, here's another movie where we have a young actress playing... At least she's in her 30s, thank God. I thought she was in her 20s. Uh, a young actress who is the female lead and a middle-aged man playing the Morant. I mean, think about up in the air where it's like, you know, uh, what's her name? Ugh. trolls. She's, um, well, it's George Clooney and fuck. What is her name? That's just going to bother me. I mean, I know what it is. I'm just, because I'm a woman in my forties, my brain doesn't work anymore, but the, it's every, every fucking movie is like this up in the air. Uh, am I going to remember before? My brain comes out. Anna Kendrick. Hmm. Anna, Anna Kendrick, Kendrick and George Clooney. That's a big age gap. That's Look, age I'm difference. not saying that people, there shouldn't be age gaps in relationships. I don't want to make it sound like that. I'm just saying that it is a, it, and like think about Roman Holiday, for God's sakes. Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck. In Hollywood history, it is very common that the male actor is much older than the romantic female lead, and it's like it's a it's a it's something that bothers me. Yeah, there was one women, movie older women, with women in their forties are not allowed to be romantic leads in movies unless it's a movie about a woman, you know, finding herself. In, going on an eat pray love situation like it's a woman who's like i'm not desirable anymore so i have to find why i'm desirable again you can't just have a woman who's romantically that's in her 40s is what i'm saying yeah yeah anyway that's my little thing that bothers me just saying it i'm gonna say say it it. i'm putting it out there do better hollywood i do love the actors in this movie so nothing against them i just it's a common thing yeah
1: do we want to talk about the ending of this movie? Um, can I say one more thing about yes. the life thing? Yes, you can. Um So at the this is the end of the movie where she um it's the scene where they're in the 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 be- the, the bedroom and she's mm-hmm. trying to convince him to come with her yeah. and he's like I want you to stay.
0: God, when he wakes and, up every morning and he's so sad, it just like hurt my heart.
1: Yeah. So when he asked her to stay with him in the loop and mm-hmm. she asks him to come with her out mm-hmm. of the loop. Well he says he loves kind of her. like he says I'm in love yeah. with
0: you. Like he is not fucking around. Like there is yeah. no let me be subtle Gently, about this. he's like, yeah. I love you. Now that you're here, I'm sorry and I love you. And I love that yeah. about this movie. Yes. Anyway, please go on.
1: Um and I just thought like in relationships, you know, you either move forward to get to together or mm-hmm. you stay in a rut in like you right. you have to either choose to go forward to get together or you have to like stay behind or you have to split. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt like a, a you know a, a, a me
0: ah met.
1: god damn it.
0: Metaphor for relationships. No, that's actually I think that's very smart. You're absolutely right. Um I want to circle back to the selfless thing because, like, as we get towards the end, yeah, here, acts of selflessness, yeah. Um. So for her, her act of selflessness the first time was to ruin her sister's wedding day by telling her in mm-hmm. front of everyone to almost announce it on a microphone yeah. that she had yeah. slept with her fianc her husband, right? Her yeah. new husband. Yeah. She doesn't do that this time. She gives a very moving speech where she talks about how amazing her sister is. Mm -hmm. And then she looks Abe in the eye and she says, very, very seriously, don't fuck this up. And scarily. And very, very scary. scary. But she doesn't unburden herself. Yeah. Because that's not selfless. So I feel like her coming to terms with what happened Mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't hurt everyone else around her. Is yeah. th- there's that. And also she calls Roy and leaves him a message. And I didn't mm-hmm. understand who she was calling the first time I watched it. But when I watched it the second time, right before she leaves the wedding, well, actually before she talks to grandma, which I want to talk about in a second. Also, uh, she calls Roy and tells him how to get out of the loop. If he wants to get out of the loop and she mm-hmm. apologizes for hitting him with the car. hmm. So, That's sort of what she does to make things right. And of course she goes back to Niles, who I keep almost calling Jake because of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like I've almost said Jake a hundred times since (laughs) since we started this podcast. Niles. She tells Niles how to get out of the loop because she, even though she's mad at him or was mad at him, she's not going to leave him there trapped in there. Yeah. I feel like Niles' act of selflessness, because it's not enough to say that you love somebody, he actually says, "I love you, and I'll, whatever you want, whatever you want, I'll do it with you. I will be with you whether you stay here, because he wants to keep her there, which is selfish, right? Mm-hmm. I will go into the cave with you. If we blow up, we blow up. If we if we get out of the loop, we get out of the loop. I don't want to live here without you. Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd 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 rather die and blow up in the cave than live here without you. Yeah,
0: which." Is, yeah. The feels the feel Um and then they go into the cave, which and have a very steamy kiss in the magic cave. To a Kate Bush song. I love Kate Bush. Yay, yay, yay. God, I love Kate Bush. Um oh, yes. oh before we get to that, we gotta talk about grandma.
1: What's up okay. with grandma?
0: Yeah, how does she know? I think she Chris and I think she's also stuck in the time loop as well because that line she has at the beginning
1: she's like that is the best
0: she says i've been to a lot of weddings and that's the best speech i've ever heard and he's like you have no idea how many weddings i've been to (laughs) but she does well chris is like of course other people would be stuck in the loop the magic cave is right there Uh, it makes sense that there are probably dozens of people at that wedding who are also stuck in the time loop and haven't told anyone else anyway interesting so, but yeah. she says, now that you're going to be leaving. And I'm like, oh, grandma. But she doesn't want to get out of the loop probably because, well, Chris is she's like, so well, old. she's old and she'll, she's gonna die. she'll probably die soon. If she leaves the loop, she's fine. Yeah. Just living her life every day, going to a wedding, having a nice evening, have some good food. Uh, she's found immortality. So she's probably not going anywhere. By the way, I love June Squibb. She's a l- wonderful actor. If, if I could say anything that this movie could have done differently besides the age gap which I've already mentioned um it would be more June Squib because I love her deeply um okay so the next morning after the cave wait what? wait
1: is are, okay we'll, so we'll we go in we'll the cave at the end Yes. we're in the so, end we're in the end, okay, do you we're, in the end. end? we're in that we're in that yes i think this happens at the end correct correct credit so let's let's okay. go to the day after day after so
0: the day after they're in the pool they're in this pool at this house that they don't know uh and we don't we're not really sure at first whether they have gotten through yeah. the loop yeah. or whether they're just back at the pool and they've decided to accept that they're going to be and in this, this is today. the pool where
1: a line that was said before and she's like well where 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 are the o- owners and he's like i don't know but they don't come back november 9th yeah which is that day
0: So then he says, I gotta go pick up my dog. And that's our first indication that they that they've been successful. And she's like, You have a dog? And he's like, Oh yeah, I have a dog. I gotta go get the dog from the neighbors. And Chris was like, Why didn't he where why doesn't he ever get his dog when he's stuck in the loop? If he could just go to the neighbor's house, he's just gonna leave the fucking dog there. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe in some iterations he goes and visits the dog. I don't know. Um, and then the neighbors come home and that's how we know like it's November 10th, yeah. I guess they come back November 10th. So they got out, but then they yeah. pan up and the dinosaurs are there. So didn't see the dinosaurs. Well, yeah. Wow. So we think it worked. Then we're pretty clear that it worked. I think yeah. it's pretty definitive that they've oh, at definitive. least split off into some other part of the multiverse at least. Yeah. They might be looping into the next day. We don't know, but oh, they made it to. The, but at least that. But at least they wake up together. Yes. They'll wake up together, and if they break up, then they're in fucking trouble. <laughs> they shouldn't so what
1: one one of my favorite lines came before this the scene before this where before the cave and she's like what if we get sick of each other and he's like we're already sick of each other it's the best I know and it's like that's another thing about life like well why why should we stay together what if we get sick of each other and it's like you can't miss out on on something just because it might end
0: yeah There's nothing worse than going through the shit alone, as Roy Mm -hmm. would say. By the way, Chris and I could not stop laughing about how he kept talking about his kid watering dog shit. (laughs) Yes. We were like, that is what it's like to be a parent. By the way, that whole scene where he talks where we didn't get into this, but Roy talking about his life and how he's like found his his like he found beauty in his life and his wife and his children. And he's missing that he's not going to be able to watch them grow up, but that he's found peace and serenity and love in the life that he has. was beautiful. Chris cried. Chris started crying. (gasps) Yep. He had to tearing up. Um. So that, that was very beautiful. Um, so you want to talk about the post-credit sequence then? Yes. Or the um, mid-credit sequence. I love
1: this mm-hmm. because Roy walks up to Jake. I'm sorry. I know. Roy walks- Niles. It's so hard not to call him Jake. Roy walks up to Niles and Niles is wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. And Roy asks him,
0: what does he ask him? Hey, I got the, the call he from- He says, I got the call from your girlfriend. Is this for real? And he's like, Misty? Or so I don't know. He's like, D- Do I know, know you? That's what he says. Do I, know you? do I know you? And then he walks away and Roy just like smiles to himself. I know, he's biggest get smile. out. Also, we yes. didn't talk about this, but my o- other favorite line is in the flashback when he meets Roy the first time where he's like, I like your hat. And he goes, Of course you do. <laughs> I was like, Was that in the script? Or did JK Simmons just say that? Because that seems like an <laughs> improv, but uh it's very funny. Um, but, um
1: that was the- that was the most like, his
0: smile at the end. So like, Jacob's smile was Ugh.
1: so heartwarming. Like, like my just... heart
0: grew six sizes uh, when I saw that scene. And I was so happy that she called him. Because, again, I didn't real, We didn't know until then that that had happened. But if you go back and watch the movie again, which, of course, we did. By the way, there's a and lot of little stuff. You should. Because there's all kinds stuff. of little things. Little clues, little moments yeah. that you don't pick up on the first
1: time. Yeah. Actually, if we hadn't watched this again... I don't know how good this discussion would have been. Oh, if we hadn't both watched oh, it, would have it been twice. Been, Sarah, we're pros. I'm just saying, my my end of the discussion would wouldn't have just been, been as talking good. About
0: Andy Samberg's legs and the way that they look in those boxers for like two Woo. hours. and myself. Um. Yeah. Uh. So, final thoughts on Palm Springs. Oh
1: my god, I love
0: it. I love it so much. I- it's one of my. Love it! I, I might will just say it's one this. of
1: my, my favorite 20, 20, 20, 20 film so far. Absolutely,
0: I might watch this movie again just to get me through quarantine. Like I feel like, a so I feel like a lot of rom
1: coms. I feel like a lot of rom coms get a bad rap because they're like they're just rom coms. You know, and the reason
0: this... rom coms get a bad rap is because they are quote unquote women's movies, and nobody mm-hmm. respects movies that women watch, even though women watch action movies and horror movies and all kinds of movies. Movies that are "quote unquote" women's movies are looked at as being less than. That's true.
1: So, and but I feel like this is so well done. I feel like there mm-hmm. are there are a lot of bad rom coms. There are good rom coms, mm-hmm. and I love the 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 good ones. But this one just feels very like. Yes, it's commer- com commercially mm-hmm. like it would be successful. It's just mm-hmm. has that kind of like commercial qual, qual- quality to it, even though it's. It, in, in mm-hmm. indie, but it just it's so well written it's so well acted and mm-hmm.
0: I just think it's great I agree um I the both act the romantic leads are wonderful they have great chemistry they're very funny like we didn't t- we talked a lot about Andy Sandberg. please say her name again for me because I can't
1: Kristen Milioti
0: Kristen Milioti is so funny she's so good wonderful in this movie um jk simmons is great the whole supporting cast a lot of actors i didn't really know but they were all very funny we didn't even talk about that weird guy that's always hitting on sarah but yes. he was very funny too yes um and the guy who like owns the gun range or whatever and darla at the bar like there's just yeah. so many good character actors in this movie and it's really it's charming and if you're having the quarantine blues, like many of us are, this movie is relatable because we a lot of us feel like we're kind of stuck in this infinite loop that we don't know when it's going to end. Yeah, and this movie has a lot of really beautiful things to say about life and acceptance of that, and also what you can do to make yourself happy and feel good where you are to and get out of your rut. Get out of your rut. And, and it's it'll distract you for like two hours, and then you can go oh, watch yeah. it again and see all the mm-hmm. little things that you missed. Yeah, and it'll make you laugh. And I, you should watch it. It's on Hulu. It's really good. You'll fall in love. You'll fall in love with both of the actors. I'm in no
1: love. And a- Andy Sandberg. I'm in love with him. I'm in love I with mean, him officially. After I watched this, I didn't think about my ex for like a day.
0: So there I was you like, go. I'm There's in love with Andy Sandberg. Andy Samberg will take away all of your pain for at least a day. Yes. <laughs> Should we do the Bechtel test? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. So the Bechdel test, yes. uh, does this movie have more than one female character? Yes. Uh, do those two female characters have names? Well, there are more than right. But do the, two. but of, of those, oh, yeah. those characters have names? Yes. Yes. Do they talk to each other or do at least two women with names talk to each other in this movie? Um, Uh, I worked very hard to figure this out. Now she has a conversation with grandma very briefly about how we think grandma's acknowledging that, uh, Sarah's leaving the time loop. There's also when, uh, her sister, well, it's not a conversation. There's the whole speech about her sister, but also mm-hmm. she, there's the part where remember her in the early time, the first time loop with Sarah, where her sister breaks sister. her teeth. Yeah. And they're, and they're talking to her about the teeth. Yeah. And what is she going to do to fix the teeth? But I, so I think technically this movie passes. The next, the next but time. there's no
1: con- conversation between two women that where they sit down and have a, yeah, a there's top. really
0: no significant female relationships in the movie. I mean, there's like, there's people that talk about other women. Like there's yeah. the, you know, Misty says stuff about the bride and then the mom and the bride are to get there. The female relationships are not really on the forefront here. You've again, mm-hmm. like most movies. So if we're going to have a criticism about this film, like most movies, this is a movie with a, a really well-developed female lead, Mm -hmm. but who doesn't really interact with other women in the movie?
1: Yeah. Now, how would this movie be different if this was a woman trapped in the loop who trapped another female character to be her friend and the female character wanted revenge on her and tried to kill her? And then the 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 female character got a male character to come in and like
0: how like how I, would that be different I, I don't know but I think that barring completely swiping gender swapping which I don't know that you need to do I mean sh- you know what if there had been more scenes where she wrestled with telling her sister or yeah what if there like she implied scenes about how her family felt about her but we didn't see any conversations between her and her mother really like there was a little bit but I'm not uh, it's just there like uh, Niles gets a lot of heart to heart moments with the bartender, with Darla, with Roy, with mm-hmm. lots of other characters, uh, yeah. and Sarah is pretty Doesn't much on her heart own heart. except for when yeah. she's with Niles.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I would say it would it would do well for the movie to have a scene between Sarah and her her sister.
0: I think so too. I think we could have used a little bit more development there. It's clear yeah. that that was a really important relationship but given the uh, the misery, the weight that she's carrying around with what she did We didn't feel for her sister as much as we should have. We didn't. We really didn't. And yes, we know that having sex with your sister's fiance the night before the wedding is terrible but there's like a lack of development there in that relationship that we didn't get, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay.
1: But I mean, it's really hard to be per- perfect. This movie can sure. close, but, but
0: yeah, it is. So we'll give it a conditional pass, mm-hmm. a technical pass, a, a, a wag I'm going to give it a wag of the finger there mm-hmm. because this is a common thing in movies. Most yeah. movies, movies that are written by men. We don't, we, the lack of the development of the female characters just isn't there. Mm -hmm. Two wags. Two wags. Two wags. And then a lot of tips of hats. A lot of tips of the hat, but not to this part of the movie. Yeah. Welcome to Plug It Up. Uh, This is the part of the show where we talk about some stuff that we're working on. Um, And uh, Sarah, what would you like to plug?
1: Well, I have a new blog at www.sarahallisonhodges.com Sarah with an H Allison with one L and it's brand new and I'm going to try to brand new one hot off
0: the presses
1: yes um, I'm trying to try to do one blog post a month but I'm also working on a book and I'm going to I write for like two or three a- a- hours a day so I'm creating a lot of stuff I just don't know when uh it can be shared but uh just know but that the I'm-
0: blog, and there's some pics up there yes some cute pics uh but yeah go check out the blog uh and uh sarah's writing is fantastic um if you like listening to her on the show uh which i hope you do because you made it through the whole episode and you're still with us so um please go check out her blog it's
1: i write a stuff. lot bet bet better than, than i speak
0: that's and correct i think you speak and write beautifully oh thank you well you're wrong. it's it's just the truth i'm just speaking truth here anything else to plug that's that's it okay well, that's a good thing that's a good thing to plug um i'd like to plug a couple things uh first um i'd like to plug a sh- uh, a show that i've been doing recently uh the mining for gold improv jam i've been doing a lot of zoom improv jams um, and uh that's when improvisers get together on Zoom and improvise. And it's funny and weird and awkward, and you can watch them live usually. Uh, and mine for gold is one we th- that we do live, and it's every Wednesday night, uh, starting at 9:30. Uh 9:30. Just... I know, I know. But here's the thing: this office that I'm in has become my workplace, my backstage the place where I hide for my children when I just can't fucking take it anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's at nine 30. So at nine o'clock I come on down here, I put some makeup on my face. Cause the only time I put on makeup anymore is when I'm on a zoom call. Uh, and we do some improv and it's very fun. Uh, it's teams mashups and improvisers from all over the country, sometimes all over the world, because here's you look quarantine sucks And if you're an actor right now, it sucks hard because you can't go to theaters. You can't go to shows. You can't be in shows. Uh, Some of us are working on set. I'm not. But some people are working on set right now. And there's all kinds of weird rules you have to go by just to stay safe. Right. And we all got to do this stuff. We got to wear masks. We got to stay apart. We got to wash our hands. There's sometimes it's harder to be in scenes with people because, you know, you're making a you're taking a risk when you get close. Right. So being an actor right now is hard and kind of depressing. However, uh, the nice thing is that in doing these Zoom performances, whether it's a theater or an improv show, uh, you are getting to work with people you wouldn't ordinarily work with. I'm improvising with people in Pittsburgh, in New York, in Canada, in Oklahoma, like folks that I would never get to know and that have become friends and compatriots in this weird quarantine time so mining for gold it's a whole lot of fun it's on at 9 30 on wednesday nights uh just go to the facebook group mining for gold improv jam uh it's fun fun times um yeah so i'd like to plug that yeah it's fun nicole is always very good oh
1: she's a great improviser
0: dab it um i have my nights um let's see what else ah Critical Crop Top. I'd like to plug that. So Critical Crop Top. Uh, that's the entity that produces the, p- this podcast, as well as other podcasts like the Georgia Made Podcast and the future podcast, Andy and Adam, which we're clearly going to be doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds better. Adam and Andy. Adam and Andy. Andy? Let's and keep
0: Andy. it Adam and, Adam and Andy. Adam and Andy. Adam and Andy. Okay. we'll, we'll keep it like that. All right. So Critical Crop Top. Uh, we produce podcasts. We produce sketch shows. Uh, we produce uh, live live comedy shows. I already said that. Uh, films, web series, uh, all kinds of stuff. Go and check us out. Uh, we are going to begin releasing, if we haven't already, when is this, August? I might have already started releasing some. I'm, we're recording this at the end of July, so it's possible this might have already been happening. Uh, but we are beginning to release never-before-seen videos of our live sketch shows so lives so our sketches we're releasing them on youtube if you went to the fucking show you saw it if you didn't go to the fucking show you didn't see it so most people
1: in the world didn't go to the show
0: that's true. A lot of our listeners are not based in Atlanta and some of them are based in Atlanta, but maybe you made it out to one show. Maybe to make it out to any shows. If you want to check out our, uh, our uh, sketch comedy, we're releasing never-before-seen sketches from our live shows on the YouTube channel. So that's Critical Crop Top on YouTube. Uh, also, we're releasing the video recording of this podcast, the Feminine Mistake podcast, on our YouTube channel, Critical Crop Top on YouTube. So go check that out. Uh, you can also... Follow us uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Critical Crop Top, and you can follow this podcast, the Feminine Mistake Podcast, on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Feminine Mistake Pod, and on Twitter at Feminine Mistake Pod. And you can shoot us a message. You're gonna shoot that message right out there into shoot the inter- Internet. You just shoot it. Shoot <laughs> it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> there's been a lot of dick, like subtle dick humor. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're doing now? Mm -hmm. This is what quarantine has done to us. Uh, So please uh, follow us if you are not. Uh, Talk to us. Tell us how you felt about this episode. Tell us what you thought about Palm Springs. Tell us what you think the ending means. Tell us uh, your theories about time travel. Uh, Time travel is a contentious topic in filmmaking. Some people don't like time travel movies. How do you think the time travel was handled in this movie? Do you believe in love again?
1: Did you see the dinosaurs at the end?
0: Did you see the dinosaurs? Am I hallucinating? Did I take peyote before I watched this movie? I think she did. I probably did. There's really nothing much else to do at my house. So um, also, if you like this show, it would be kind of you uh, if you would consider leaving us a review or a rating or telling a friend, tell a friend about the show. We'd like that. And also tell
1: her where Chris should send his masks.
0: And please, for God's sakes, send me a message. Where can I send these masks? We just my husband just wants to help. He's a man trapped at home on an endless loop. With his kids, uh, with his kids, watering the dog shit, and he needs to know where to send these masks. Uh, he's probably less cons- Well, no, he wants to send them out. I really just want to get them out of the fucking house. That's that, what I want. I want to get these fucking masks out of the fucking house.
1: That meme you shared with him that was Ben Affleck smoking a, sis, 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 <laughs> sis, a cigarette <laughs> when it was like when you hear the toy box spill out or something oh, like that. Oh, My
0: God, every day I. I feel like the my time loop is me cleaning up all of the toys that have been dumped out of the toy box for no reason. Like, they don't want anything in there. They just like the sound of destruction because they're bored and they're tired of being in this house. And I feel it. I feel them. I feel them. I know it. I get yeah. it. I feel you. I, I feel, don't want to be stuck I in this house the kid, either. I feel the kids so
1: much. Like, I was just with my fr- yeah. friend friend today, and she has a six-year-old and she was just she was wearing a mask the whole time mm-hmm. and she and her mom kept saying don't touch and she like didn't touch anything she was being very good but she was just like i hate this mask i don't like being able, not being able to yeah. play with my friend like i just feel for yep. the kids so much because like they don't have they like adults can like rationalize and be like well we can't you know kids are just like, well they can't apparently
0: because there are adults out there who won't even wear a fucking mask That's true. That's true. So maybe they're not that rational. But yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think kids are adaptable. I can definitely see my kids. uh, Look, it's a weird time. We don't really know how it's going to impact them emotionally, but we're doing our best. We're trying to keep them entertained. Uh, They have each other. So that's my kids have each other. And uh, we also have created a social bubble with my sister and her kids. So we don't hang out with anybody else. Uh, We just hang out with them. And so they're getting a little bit of interaction. But, yeah, it's tough. You know, they want to go to school. They want to see their friends. Uh, they stand in the front yard and yell at anyone who walks by just to have somebody new to talk to. But you know what? Uh, we're all going to get through this together. And, uh, you know, they'll have something important. The important thing is they'll have something to l- hold over future generations. Yes. That's really important I would-
1: here. A child during the quarantine of 2020 through 20- 20. Right? <laughs> God,
0: please. Have, did you see that meme I put the up on Critical Crop Time? Tem- <laughs> the what? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kids are adaptable and uh, we hope that they'll all we're all we hope we all get out of this in one piece. Look, Ni- Niles and uh, uh, Sarah did OK. They eventually yeah. found a way out of the magical cave and so will we. Yeah, the mad- magical cave of quarantine. Uh, well, I have really enjoyed talking with you about this movie. Yeah, this has been uh, fun. I might watch it again just for yeah. the, just for shits and giggles. What will it be like on the third viewing? I'm gonna see all kinds of stuff that I didn't see before. Maybe you'll see those dinosaurs. Maybe I will.